0: It seems gold and bleak and you just can't take any more Here it comes, that glimmer of hope, a light shine through the dark. It's a hopeless soul, with every and Robin world It's the hopeless soul, with every and Robin world Welcome to another episode of The Hopeless Show. We never thought we'd get here. We never thought it was possible, but because of you, because of our listeners, we made it here to episode 6-0. 60. That's crazy.
1: And Aaron, do you want to know why 60 is such an important episode?
0: Why Rohit? I don't know.
1: Because it's nine away from the most
0: important episode. The nicest episode. (laughs) Oh, Oh. yeah. Oh, we will be in nine episodes. We will have a very, very special episode. It'll be very nice. Yes. Very smooth. So
1: upside down and all around.
0: (laughs) Uh, As you all can tell, we our sense of humor has evolved from that of a third grader to that of a fourth grader in the course of our lives. Yes.
1: (laughs) We still read at a second grade level. Yeah, Um, but our
0: humor is advanced past our reading. Yeah, so that's what matters. It's it's pretty good to be an advanced being. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So speaking of advanced beings, this is this is our theme. Our theme is about everything advanced, everything thought provoking. The theme is existential, all things existential. So, like, Rowit, when you look up at the sky, do you see blue or do you see air?
1: When I look up at the sky, I see all the potential of us just going out into space and, you know, thinking how many other, you know, creatures like me across the galaxy are also looking up at the same sky, man. That's existential.
0: Well, don't you think that up there when you're looking at all the people that are up there, that one of them might be you.
1: Well, then I guess you're saying that the sky is a mirror and a reflection of ourselves, you know, with a, a reflection of all the potential we see in ourselves. We look to the sky as as a means of fulfilling that potential. And yes, yeah, so then I do see me and yeah, let's, let, let's see how this existential theme continues to roll. And, uh,
0: yeah, yeah. I so I mean I just learned a lot right now. I mean I'm going to look at the sky later and just stare at myself. So I I'm going to tell so it's news from the quarantine time. I had no good transition from existential to news from the quarantine. So I just went directly into it. that wasn't that was anti smooth. So news from the quarantine News from the quarantine <laughs> How how's your week been
1: Rohit? My week has been very busy with work you know we got a couple launches coming up and or and you know or then that just happened so everything's just kind of a bit crazy right now and I got my brother in town Um, so we've been uh, you know him and his girlfriend are here Um, so we've been kind of hanging out watching football going to football eating at restaurants cooking meals and it's been great Um, but all four of us uh, have all been working simultaneously so it's kind of like a yeah, it's kind of like they're, they're working remote, but they're still visiting. So it's been pretty fun.
0: It's a work co-op.
1: Yeah, it, that's exactly what it is, man. I don't In even know exactly world.
0: what a work co-op is, but it felt like that's a place where I should say it's a work co-op.
1: Yeah, I feel... Yeah, I don't, I don't know what it is either. But if, if it's anything like one of those grocery store co-ops, I mean, I guess you got to pay a membership, and then you're allowed to shop there.
0: Do you charge yeah, your brother a fee to work with you?
1: Um. Well, being that I think he's uh he's gonna be making more money than me, um you know one day soon, very soon. Um, I'm not charging him anything, and <laughs> oh. so I'm just being very strategic here. Oh, <laughs> so, smart! So you're you're just yeah.
0: waiting for the ask.
1: <laughs> yeah. Listen, bro. I got you. I got you. I cover. I'll cover this. I got you.
0: Yeah, man. It's and in three years, <laughs> yo, man. So a couple hundred grand for Brother Roe over here, right? Yeah, yeah. Hey man, buy your bro a house. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, your, your, quarantine, your week has been far more interesting than mine. All I have to report on is MRIs. I had got an MRI this week. I don't really want to talk about the why. I want to talk about what an MRI is and why I think it's so stupid. Have you had, I've had MRIs before? I have had
1: so many MRIs. Okay. <laughs> like so, a lot. Yeah.
0: So you know what I'm talking about. And listeners, if you haven't had an MRI, I hope you understand from this how dumb they are. So you go in, right? You like put on a gown. You take off all the stuff from your pockets. You then go into this room that looks sort of like a 2001 Space Odyssey kind of room. It's all white with this big tube in the middle and they give you earplugs, so you put in earplugs, then you lie down on this this mat. And then they say, it's it's kind of like the reverse of all the ads that are for different pharmaceuticals, but instead of saying the good things first, they just lead off with all the bad things that are gonna happen to you. Do you get claustrophobic? Do you sometimes have nightmares? Do you sometimes get space problems where you feel like space is gonna be a problem? Do you have a problem with loud noises? Do you have a problem with clicking sounds? And you're just like, oh my God, like I didn't, but now I do. And then then they say, okay. And then you have to say, okay, because otherwise you have to leave the MRI that you came there for. So you say, okay, you get on the thing. And then they put like another thing in front of your face. And then they say, now we're going to roll you back into the tube. Don't move or it'll mess it all up. So now not only... Are you, am I fearful of my life? I'm fearful of claustrophobia that I didn't know I was. All these other warning signs. But then on top of that, I was just told if I move, I will screw it up. So I now have a job to do. And <laughs> I, I didn't come to the MRI. You don't come to the doctor like with like bronchitis or something. And then he says, okay, you're the one who has to do the examination on you. But in the MRI, it's like you have to do your own examination. Then you go into this damn thing and it's this tube. And so I try to close my eyes because after all the warning signs, it's like, all right, if the bomb's going to go off, I don't really want to see all the shit. I just want to like let it happen. And I don't want to feel it. I don't want just let me be alone with it. And then these clicking sounds start happening. And you would think, I mean, they have this such advanced technology with x-rays and lasers, whatever they're doing but they can't get one type of click. Like there's 17 different clicks. There's like a... Bonk, bonk, dee, bah, mm, mm, mm. It's like... Yeah, <laughs> it's like... I mean, couldn't they like somehow figure out if they figured out how to like laser into your body, they could figure out how to make it play like the sound of music? Just something well, cool, like chill, like, bonk, like... I mean, here's uh, bah, my experience. Bah, 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 bah. Like just pretty.
1: I actually like MRIs and here's why. Um, first of all, I am, my greatest fear in life is getting caught and stuck in elevator ducting. You know, if I'm <laughs> on some sort of caper and then like getting trapped around a corner and being able to turn around and then just dying um, and nobody finding me. I think a girl that happened to a girl in New York like 10 years ago. Um, anyway. I'm not afraid of MRIs. Here's why I like MRIs. Okay, so the one that I've, that I used, that's my go-to MRI place. Now I've had MRIs, you know, on everything from my stomach, to my throat, to my knee, to my elbow, to my shoulder, to my hip. I've had a, on my hand too. I've Are you an
0: MRI chondriac?
1: Yeah, dude. Yeah, it's, I feel like, I, I've i just had a lot of injuries. And, um, so, what, my, my usual place that I go to for most of my MRIs, um, you know, it's the same thing. You, you you lay down and then you're you're in a robe or whatever. If it's upper body, you don't have to worry because they don't want to send your whole body in the tube. But what the only here's the only thing that about the things that bother me. One is when I'm laying down, I'm looking at the ceiling before I get sent into the tunnel. I look up and they have these um, these drop ceiling tiles, you know, like the old like fluorescent light with like the the drop ceilings, right? But they over the the bed they have this fish aquarium and it's like an image split over six of these like ceiling tiles. But every time I'm there, one of the images is turned the wrong way, <laughs> and. It just drives me fucking crazy. I'm like, Oh my God, you can't even like finish the picture properly You Just rotate it not that one tile 90 degrees <laughs> and just, I tell them every fucking time and they never fix it Um, so I think they're trolling people. Um, but then yeah, so then when, when you're actually going to this tunnel Um, it's like a big white tunnel and for the people that haven't had an mri Um, what it is. It's like think of yourself as like saturn, right? You're this planet and you have rings Right, And in this tunnel are rings of magnets and magnets of different strengths and different intensities and these rings and these rings just have a camera type, a magnetic camera that's spinning around or a series of magnetic cameras that are spinning around and that's the sound of that And it's just like it's wild and sometimes if depending on the MRI, like I had to have this huge like six inch needle go into my hip to inject fluid also into my shoulder Size and matters. I had it on my stomach. Yeah, it's because they got to go deep, deep in. And then when I had it on my stomach, I had to drink this fluid so it could track on the magnets, right? It had some metal, you know, in it. And so um, that part I'm fine with. The part that, yes, you're right, it gets me is the worst, is the not moving part. Because I'll tell you, as soon as I'm in that tunnel, and a lot of my MRIs are, you know, 20 minutes or so on. And all of a sudden, a minute it starts, I'm like, okay, I can't move. Fuck, my toe itches. Yeah. Oh, God damn. The, my, itch yeah. the itch thing. The they itch thing. They tell you like, not
0: to move, and then I, you need an itch. Like, it's it happens. Yes. And then you reach yes. for it, and then you're like, oh, no, I just screwed up the whole MRI. Wow. Uh.
1: I'm not an itchy person. I'm um, unless I'm in an MRI tunnel, like then I, my whole body's itchy because I'm just like, I'm about freaky out that I can't move. And then, then you're, then I start blinking like a crazy person and then I have to <laughs> sneeze and I'm like, Oh God, that's the hard part of it. Then doing that for 20 minutes. But what I do like though, I actually like the sounds cause it feels like some weird ass techno or, you know, like when, um, you know, if you take some really heavy medicine um, or, you know, if uh, <laughs> if any of you guys has ever been through an injury and had to take like, you know, oxy or anything like that. Um, and you just you go into waves and you're just like, whoa. And then it's just, it's just like this this like with like the music of the MRI. It's like. <laughs> and like, you're just like, whoa and so like I kind of just ride that out and it's pretty great so I found after a while that I've I've, my MRIs are kind of fun
0: well you know I what I, what you just did you just did a first on this show on episode 60 you just did a first Which you is... just hope gonged news from the quarantine <laughs> what an accomplishment I mean that's something to be proud of I you know it'll say on your grave Rohit Hope gonged news from the quarantine. That's it.
1: What can I say? I, li- I like MRIs <laughs> because I'm sure it's not the last ones I'm going to get either.
0: No, that's so. crazy. That's a great take. Yeah. Well, I guess it's got to take us uh, right into topic one, which has yeah. nothing to do with it. But I will say your MRI take was very existential. It kind of was. So we have some, for me, really sad news that was heartbreaking. Uh, probably my favorite favorite comic uh, of our lives died, Norm MacDonald. And he was to me the, the, the best, the most unique, the most creative, the most one of a kind comedian that I've ever seen and it made me very sad like thinking back to all how much he just has influenced me whether it's his approach to a joke or his the way he 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 would have takes on things the way his use of words he always it's actually why i thought to have the theme be existential because he'd have a lot of fun with the word existential and make it like this hour long comedy for no reason. Cause he just, he was just the most unique guy. He never did the typical jokes ever. It was always this random, crazy stuff, right?
1: Like deadpan and long stories. There was, um, I think Andy Richter, you know, you know, who's Conan O'Brien's sidekick. One said about Norm Macdonald, that he takes you on a four mile walk into the woods To point out a piece of poop. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And during that walk, it's all hilarious.
1: (laughs) Yeah, because you're just waiting on it. You're waiting on it. Oh, my God. The guy was brilliant.
0: And it's... uh, He just was brilliant. Like, there's no... Everyone who's listening, if you haven't or have never done this, just go on YouTube and just look up Norm McDonald's stuff. And it's all going to be funny. He did... Like for Bob Saget, he did the anti-roast where he got up after everyone was doing these zingers on one of those Comedy Central roasts for Bob Saget and he purposely bombed. He purposely told the worst possible jokes you could ever tell and just owned it as the audience sat there in complete (laughs) and utter confusion and he just purposely bombed and and all the comedians on the panel were cracking up but the audience was totally confused and it's like it was like performance art as a co- comedian to just be there as a famous comedian and purposely bomb and uh and then he did there was a f- oh well can I tell you a personal story yeah so i had a couple encounters with norm and one was in a bathroom and he walked into the bathroom and it was like, Hey, <laughs> and I said, Hey, Aiden, Hey, Norm McDonald. <laughs> uh, and then he like, it was a two person stall. So then he s- stood there and peed next to me and he like, looked at me. And he was like, yeah, yeah, we're peeing. Yeah. And like, and then he just, I don't, I wish I remembered the jokes, but he was just like deadpanning peeing and it was awesome. And, uh, and so that was like, he had a baseball hat on. This was like seven years ago. So it's crazy. He had already, he already had cancer. He didn't look great, but yeah.
1: And for the, for the listeners that aren't aware, he, sorry to interrupt you, Aaron, but continue your story, but yeah, Norm McDonald had cancer for nine years and didn't tell anybody.
0: Didn't tell uh, anyone. And he did not look healthy. So I kind of wondered what's up with him. But I thought, does he have a drug problem? Like what's his deal? but but man he was just so funny and i felt honored that i got to have that p experience with norm and then uh and then another time i did see him i saw him perform a couple times but once was it was just his show at a comedy place in la a small place and he got on and did an entire show about death heart attacks and cancer and it was the funniest hour I've ever seen of comedy. And those are topics that are hard to make funny. And he did. He told stories about his dad and a heart attack. And I mean, it was just, and it was, we were crying and he just owned the room. And so it just, this is, I think a huge loss. Everyone should look up the moth joke. If you've never heard it, that's a really classic one.
1: Oh,
0: epic, epic. And I think, Bob Saget did a very good job of, of memorializing Norm Macdonald with what he he did on his Instagram. Because Bob Saget, uh, he, he directed Norm's first big movie, Dirty Work. Which, if you haven't seen that, it's on HBO Max and it's absolutely hilarious. And so would not get made now either it could never would never get approved now it's so inappropriate and like it, every scene would be canceled but bob saget directed him norm uh, bo- went to see bob saget he's from canada in canada when he was 17 and met bob saget and bob saget was like his first comedy friend so bob saget told this story he goes i i'm going to paraphrase it but he goes i want to memorialize my my friend norm because he was... And then he stops and said, like... But, you know, I don't want it to be cliche here. I don't want to just say something. They wanted quotes from me. I don't want to have something where I say quotes. So let me, let me tell you a little bit more about my friend Norm and what matters to me about him and his friendship. Because this was a friend that really mattered. And I'm not going to go too deep into being sentimental because Norm wouldn't like it. But I do remember so many things about norm and i'll get into that in a bit about just all the stories i have of norm but not quite yet because i just want to make sure that this isn't just a quotable thing or something cliche or anything but i'll tell you where in a second where i started where okay so okay i'll tell you now so where i heard uh, i heard about norm dying before it was announced on deadline or as norm would say it dead line and that was the end <laughs> that was the end of his tribute which is exactly who norm was that's exact like all of that lead up all of the like like all right here's what i'm gonna do here's what i'm not gonna do all the lead to that joke <laughs> so i don't think you could do it any better than bob saget that that was no. that killed me that crushed me hearing that and oh it's just That's uh, magnificent. It's just <laughs> so. Uh, there's so many we could do a whole show on Norm, but we have other stuff to get to. I don't. There's no yeah. hope gong to it, but I think Norm would but, want a hope gong, or he, he'd say like. I mean, it should not hope gong. It should be more like hope grave. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I mean, like. I
1: think there is one quote that Norm had where I'm. He said something to the effect of, "Is like you know." I don't understand why they call, you know, losing a battle against cancer. Because in the end, you both die. So it's kind of a draw.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's it's so good. It's just his, his, uh, his wisdom, his smarts. He was also so well read. He read everything. He read the classics. He was just a smart dude who knew a lot and then downplayed his intelligence. But you could tell it from his comedy
1: and and he was a big Andrew Yang supporter yeah and in one of his uh, you know tweets he's like you know Andrew Yang you know behind him and he's just a man that was before his time before people were ready for him um, and so you know he said some really nice things about him so good and he stuff. wasn't into
0: cancel he really hated cancel culture because I think he said something like yeah. I mean they want us to be funny but how can we be funny if they're canceling everything that we say we're funny so now we can't be funny Do you want to kill humor? Oh, he had one other thing. I'm going to say one other one. One last one. Because he got fired pretty famously from Saturday Night Live. And it was weird because he also was like the best thing on Saturday Night Live. He was the funniest thing. And he got fired from it mainly because of OJ jokes. Because Don Olmeyer, who was an NBC exec was friends with OJ and Norm McDonald would always say OJ jokes. And because he was like, Oh, here's a guy who killed two people. And so about, about his firing, he said it was a year and a half later. And he said like, yeah, I was fired for not being funny enough. But then they asked me a year and a half later to host the show. And so, I guess the show was a lot funnier then because in a year and a half, I can't change how funny I am. I'm either, I'm the same amount of funny as I was a year and a half ago. So the fact is right now I am just as funny. It's just the show is way worse and he said that as his opening <laughs> monologue on SNL a year and a half after being fired from SNL
1: <laughs> but also he wasn't
0: wrong <laughs> no no it was worse because of him because he wasn't on it and our world our the comedy world just the world of smart great people and entertainers we lost a big one so we are we will forever miss his uh what he added to the lexicon of our culture
1: yeah and i think the hope we can take with it is that he had his own style and he had his own way of not only living but of going out and even dealing with that with humor and you know and dignity and so yeah there's a lot of hope there and i think Norm donald is 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 a bastion of amazingness
0: he is Um, he really is so uh, and also norm liked to gamble he was a big gambler on twitter he would uh, his half of his tweets were about gambling moves he'd make so that we will segue right from Norm to uh, a couple pieces you have on crypto, which I am very curious yeah. to hear. And I, I bet Norm had a lot of crypto. Also, also Norm <laughs> would have had weird. a lot of uh, yeah. He probably I bet he had a, had a bit about crypto too.
1: Oh yeah, something with the crypt and all that shit. Um, yeah. So AMC, Aaron, were you able to ever get in on any of that AMC stock?
0: I did, but not for the reasons anyone else did. I just did because we had a movie come out and then all these theaters closed. These theater chains around uh, the country closed on us and you some went into bankruptcy, we've had to wait to get money, things like that. And some we haven't gotten paid. And so I thought, well, AMC is surviving. A lot of the others aren't, like Pacific and stuff. So I just figured they're gonna go up in stock because... uh, This was, I think, last December, because... Mm -hmm they're getting more and more of a monopoly on the theater world. So that's why I got it. It was actually a logical reason and it ob- it's made a lot of money. I wish I got yeah, a lot. I I'm wish I got a lot that. more, but
1: I did not. Yeah, I did not get in on that. Um, and, but regardless, AMC, you know, they did great. They survived and they did a lot of good stuff for their investors, but they pulled another cool move. Um, and they, um, are now they've announced that they are accepting cryptocurrency really uh, as payment for their theater chains. So people really? can now pay in, or will soon be able to pay in Bitcoin, Litecoin, Ooh. and Ethereum, and Bitcoin Cash, um, and you know maybe maybe the meme stocks will be coming in soon. But I think that's such a wonderful reward to the community that propped them up. You know, like the the meme stock economy, I think, really helped float AMC during a tough time. Oh, yeah. Then now they're kind of giving back. And I don't think so. Aaron, do you think anybody will actually pay
0: with those methods? No. But (laughs) no, there's no chance. Because if if I have a choice to pay for something with the U.S. dollar, which is like whatever, it's just paper. Versus something that doesn't exist, but goes up in price a lot. I'm going to choose the the doll, the paper.
1: Yes, because it's why would I spend something? Why would I buy something, Aaron, for $12 when that $12 could be worth, I don't know, 12,000 by some random ass meme in a matter of a month? And
0: it's it's, uh, it's exactly like. I think the people that have crypto actually I'll take that back. by the way, I looked up when I got the stock, I just wish I got way more. it was at nine dollars and now it's at forty four dollars. <sighs> that's, <laughs> like, that's amazing, a crazy dude. thing but' that was uh,
1: fantastic
0: but uh, I wish again i uh I still have to bike to work because I did not buy enough. It, is, it was not a game changer for my life, but it could have been if I would have done more. So I do think that people will pay for AMC in crypto because it fluctuates so much. Like a $15 movie ticket, in, if you have a bunch of some coin, it's like basically a penny. It's nothing. It's, it doesn't even matter because it just goes up and down so much. So I think people might just because it'll basically feel like a free movie. So I think it could work. I stand by what I say until I change my opinion immediately after. I
1: you know what, because we're adaptable and I respect <laughs> yeah. that. Thank you. And and in more crypto news, and this is kind of I ever I I am loath to ever have any sort of disappointment in my patron saint Elon Musk. Mm-hmm. Um but what do you know about Floki?
0: Probably a Marvel villain.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's like the Waluigi of Loki. Yeah. Um, no, but Floki is Elon Musk's new Shiba Inu dog, but also Floki is an offshoot of Dogecoin, and Floki Inu <laughs> is a meme cryptocurrency. So, um, when Elon Musk posted, um, you know, uh, his tweet, you know, when he got his dog September twelfth. Um or sorry. He announced a he posted Floki has arrived with an image of a cute dog. Um and then uh when he did that, Floki coin it appreciated 1000%. Oh, wait.
0: And wait, wait. Pause. We're doing like a save by the bell timeout here. Pause. The world stops. Rohit. This is between you and I. Why did we not get in on this?
1: We missed the boat. Ah! I didn't even know there was a I didn't even know there was a Floki coin. Ugh.
0: And it was and it was
1: sell if we had put in one dollar, it would have turned into a thousand. If we had put in a thousand dollars, it would have turned into a million. Oh. Uh. And and uh. Floki was uh. yeah. in about 75 minutes, it went up. And um and uh. it was just a huge, huge meme stock. Um uh. and now, where is it? People are expecting it to continue rising, but we missed the boat. And now what I'm disappointed in Aaron, Aaron, Aaron is now it's like, what the fuck about Dogecoin? Why are you making your own other coin? And, or why are you pumping up this other coin? Just because it's like, he obviously named Floki because there was a Floki coin and then Floki coin went up uh. like, dude, look out for your doge homies, man.
0: Uh, so the the hope I'll give you for this is we can go to sleep at night knowing we could have been millionaires. And mm-hmm. um, why is that hopeful? Because life is all about regrets. And <laughs> we're just buying into that concept. It's an existential feeling if you feel it. Like what could have been. Then you can go to sleep and dream about what could have been. And then you wake up and realize the reality of what isn't. So it's it's like imagining the the possibilities that never happened how great do you feel now <laughs> oh, yeah, i mean
1: if there is any real hope maybe it's like just keeping our eyes back into the maybe it's the meme stock game is back and we can be back to wasting our money on everything from Cluecoin to safe moon oh uh, no we did not these.
0: those didn't work yeah, this one worked no are you gonna get any floki you knew you knew we knew?
1: I don't think so. I don't think so. I feel like we missed it. And coming into the tail end of a spike, you know, I don't want to buy the dip anymore um, because the (laughs) dips aren't seeming to rise back up. Um, Yeah.
0: Well, let's let's go right in before we get to our debate. Let's go right into something that's a big dip. Which is your sports update. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: New York Giants, man. It's I'm, I'm just in a bad place, bro. We blew a game to Washington yesterday on horrible, dumb errors. Um, you know, everything from having like a sixty-something yard uh, rushing touchdown by Daniel Jones called off because of a dumb holding, questionable holding call. But I guess I guess I get what they call it. But it was a dumb play on our on our guy, on the receiver setting a block. And then uh, we had um, Terry Slayton miss the most wide open like sixty-yard touchdown bomb from Jones, dropped it. And then after we had won the game on a missed field goal by um, Dustin Hopkins of the Washington football team. They got to re kick because our guy was offsides and for no reason. And then they made it and we lost. And I'm now we're Owen two for the seventh season in eight. Um, the last eight years we've started off Owen two. Right. And I just, I just, the team looked promising, but I think I'm just done with football and it's week two.
0: Well, You can't say I didn't tell you. You know? You can't say I didn't tell you. You
1: you had the confidence that it was going to be a blowout. I never Um. said
0: blowout. I never said the word blowout. I said simply, I am not going to watch this game because I know who's going to win. And I said the Giants will not win. I said this last week too. They're not going to win. So what's the point in wasting my time on a game where I know the – Outcome. I know the conclusion. And I told that to you. You said, you know, you're going to screen grab it and have me eat my words and so on and so forth. And I didn't watch the game. I looked at the score later. It's like, okay, they lost. Yep, obviously. And so it was I'm just... a great game. It, so maybe you were entertained. So that's hopeful. If you're entertained by losing, I, uh, I will just say that next week, I don't know who they're playing. But if you want to save some time and misery... Just listen to me, and I'll, I will tell you if they will win or lose. And it's usually going to be a lose, but I don't know who they're playing. Maybe there's a chance, like if they're playing the Jets or something. So, yeah, just the really the existential feeling I have right now is that you need to, like, you know, go mono and mano with my brain and just listen to it.
1: Might be right. Might be right. But, yeah, this team is a mess. Yeah, it's terrible. It is a mess. We, we
0: knew this yeah. going into the season, the NFL, the National Football League season. We knew this. Just
1: mistakes and bad play calling.
0: Well. We would have had that game. Well, look, here's to a brighter tomorrow for other teams. Because <laughs> I don't see any this, for the th- Giants. There's
1: zero hope in this at all. I am not hope going that one.
0: But that leads us right to our debate, which I think is a debate that is is like no other debate we've ever had on this show? Are you ready for it? Because you don't know what we're debating. I don't know. I have no idea. So there is, there are now sex robots. And they did a poll seeing how valuable these sex robots will be. And they said 40% of citizens would sleep with sex robots, with men more keen than women. The survey also revealed that job losses to AI will be big. And I I think we know what jobs that'll be. So the debate is, it. would you sleep with a sex robot?
1: I don't know if I would, but I actually have given a talk uh, about this in the past and um they're actually the sex robot industry is absolutely booming um for a few reasons um, one the technology itself is obviously like they're looking much more realistic feeling much more realistic all that kind of shit. they're becoming more affordable but also they provide an outlet for people that yeah they do <laughs> have, yeah yeah <laughs> pun intended um <laughs> For people that can't get laid or just, you know, going through something or whatever. And in the same way that, you know, it used to be the sex, the only, the primary sex toy was like sex toys were generally for women um, with like dildos and shit. And then you got to like fleshlights for dudes. This is the next evolution. And I think that there's, you know, there's even people that have married their sex (laughs) sex robots and their sex
0: dolls. Um, Do they have like robot priests and stuff too? Oh, yeah, I now seriously. pronounce you man and wife,
1: and, and then just say your digital penance after all the dirty things you do to it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I think this is not surprising me at all. There is actually brothels for sex robots that are coming up, and <laughs> yeah, and you're right. They are, um, they are <laughs> taking away <laughs> jobs from actual sex workers, and. <laughs> this is i think it could be a problem and one thing that i think we can do to fight the i mean actually i don't know what we can do to stave off the robot sex overlords Sometimes I was people curious think sometimes
0: i was curious just if you would do it if you would do it and you said you're not sure but the fact this intel like i didn't realize sometimes when you're like i have a secret project i have to work on that it's this
1: Yeah, it's not, it's, it's, this was part of my talk at South by Southwest a few years ago,
0: Oh, cool! um, a bunch of years ago.
1: Yeah. And, um, you know, there was, there's even a whole industry, um, that's about, it's called teledildonics and (laughs) it's about having like remote, like your partner remote, like one person has a dildo. The other person has a flashlight, but they're connected. So it's like you're banging your partner. Or you could have two dildos or two flashlights or, you know, they're, and they're they're like interconnected with haptics and all this sh- and the shape and everything like that. So you can like bang somebody remotely. Um, <laughs> and then the whole like the whole like industry of techno sex is just just in its infancy, you know, and I think they always talk about how porn sets the standard. For the rest of the internet in terms of video streaming in terms of compression in terms of like ui all that kind of stuff right it's like porn is often like the innovator the technological innovator i do think and i will go out on a limb and say that the innovation that you're seeing in sex tech is going to impact the rest of technology and interpersonal communications like almost think of it as like you know the funding for nasa like nasa when they were going to the moon it launched so many other inventions like Teflon and all these things that have like been part of our own world and ecosystem. So yeah, sex robots are just one example of how robo sex tech is going to transform our world. And it's not just people getting banged uh, (laughs) or banging a bot.
0: So it's like in 1968, right? When we landed on the moon, I think it was 1968. So it's like 2021 will be known as the year of the set. Like, like earth, we have, had our first sexual robot.
1: Yeah, it's like one small cum for man, <laughs> <laughs> one large load for mankind. Yeah, this 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 is this is a not safe for work podcast. Sometimes, so um, yeah, we might have put the warning at the beginning of this episode,
0: but here it is. Yeah. Well, that's an existential thought row
1: <laughs> Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yep
0: well so what's the debate well the debate was just I wanted to know if you would or wouldn't have sex with a sex robot I, my answer to because I was curious what your take would be is definitely no just because actually that's not true yeah yeah I mean, like if
1: I was single and it was like Westworld
0: yeah it's, all, it's also kind of like for the experience so yeah because you you always want to try something once <laughs> I mean is it cheating is it cheating I don't know, like when you're on the computer reading CNN, it's not cheating. So then it's just, it's like the CNN, but sex.
1: Right. But then it's like, it's this gray area. So if someone goes to Westworld, let's say Westworld was real, um, which I wish it was. It's not? You know, sadly not yet. Weird. Um, Was because those robots, they had sentience, you know, they had a memory, you know, it was wiped all the time. But like they were almost living, breathing. They were, you know, almost human. Is that? And these robots are getting more realistic. At what point does it become like cheating? Do you
0: have an idea? Well, I think... I don't think it's really cheating. I do think that there could be jealousy because the sex robot like, you know, sometimes in relationships, the other person can be a pain, can be in a bad mood, can be just not so, you know, things can be difficult and the sex robot sounds like they're always pretty chill and then if they get annoying which i don't know if they do you can just turn them off so like yeah and that that seems there there is a big plus to that like that that seems like a pretty cool relationship in some ways the bad thing is it's not actually real and you can just like turn it off and it can be off forever and just be done so like i don't know but that but is that bad that, is that, that good <laughs>
1: But that leads me to my other point and this is a, this is exa- also a different talk that I've given at South by Southwest. Um do you think that by owning a robot whether it's a sex robot or a cleaning house robot like that like you know is walking and talking and has like memories and stuff like that are you a slave owner?
0: Oh, no. Cuz it doesn't have a pulse.
1: What about when it has memories when you build an AI and feeling and emotion and it like It responds to your needs, but it also, it can be hurt, you know, and at what point does owning a robot give the owner of the robot a slave owner mentality? You have something that just does what you want, you don't pay it, you already bought it, you shut it off when you don't need it, shut it out when you don't need it, and the more smart these robots get, the more sentient and intelligent we are. I think the more dangerous it gets in terms of the human psyche. To get a little ex- existential for you,
0: dude. This is really existential. I see sequel potential. Twelve years a robot. Jesus. Oh, we might have to. We might have to cut that. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. Well, n- Norm McDonald would keep that in. He
0: would. Uh. <laughs> oof. I. I just don't think they're the same. I mean, like what African Americans went through with slavery and what things that were built out of like whatever robots are built out of metal and plastic stuff. It's just not the same thing. I, I I mean, I, I don't see it. I just don't see it. I think that it's two different things.
1: I mean, you still, I'm not saying it's the same thing, but I'm talking about the slave owner mentality. Like you still actually have literally slaves in the Middle East, and Saudi Arabia. You have them in Dubai that have been building this World Cup stadium. You have them that they take away all their, you know, it's happening really a lot in the Middle East, but also slavery is still an in, in active trade across our world. Yeah. And while it's been eliminated for the most part in America, it still exists throughout and it's a horrible practice. And part of that is because there's a dark part of the human psyche that I think will always try to dominate and own and trying to, you know, kind of have people that, feel like it's necessary that they need to have servants and this and that um and i especially unpaid ones and so i think yeah i don't know i think this is while these robot servants are cool and sex robots oh that's interesting there comes a point when they get too smart when they get too human and realistic is what is it training our minds to behave and act like and i think that is something that is fascinating and a bit dangerous
0: speaking of minds mine right now is on overload like i can't actually figure out what's Going on anymore because that was so deep. And there's so much like I I kind of think we're gonna end this debate by moving on to your topic because it's Nicki yeah. Minaj, which I can just understand more. I'm bailing, yeah, I'm aborting, yeah, so Nick- I'm aborting, my brain is hurting. How yeah, yeah. And,
1: and and viewers, let us know what you think about that little debate. Um now let's move on to Nicki Minaj. And this topic I I always just cracking up the whole week because it's the most insane thing I've seen on Twitter the whole week. Um, and so what Nicki Minaj tweeted was that um, that her about her friend or sorry, that her cousin in Trinidad refused to get a vaccine because his friend became impotent after being vaccinated. She says his testicles became swollen. His friend was weeks away from getting married. Now the girl called off the wedding. And, you know, she said that to her 22.6 million followers. One, I think that's hilarious. Wholly <laughs> impossible and untrue. The dude either had an STD or a hernia. Yeah. Right. Um, but she's saying, oh, listen, that's probably caused by the vaccine. Now, I am. I am. And I think this is where we often get to I am all for misinformation and disinformation being inseminated out into the world. I love it. I think it's great and hilarious and we just need better information. It's great. So I'm like supportive of Nikki just tweeting her Bonkers shit. Um, even taller fans. The. I think what's hilarious though was that all of Twitter just like you know started piling on her and just like you know seeing a lot of like not even a lot of racist shit. Oh really? And yeah. Not and that. kind of like you know kind of like hey you know like if you're anti-vax, you're you know like. You're one of the bad. You're one of the bad ones. It's like internalized white supremacy, all this kind of weird ass shit, um, and so then, and then there's this whole battle going on, right? And so I'm loving it. I'm eating up the chaos. And then, um, she then gets an invite from the White House, huh. and Joe Biden was like, "Hey, listen." why don't you come on down? We're going to talk and like actually educate (laughs) you about this. (laughs)
0: Grandpa's not happy right now.
1: (laughs) Nope. So, um, and I guess, and I think that's actually probably the best response I could have imagined, you know? And what what I'm hopeless about is I love that response that our White House gave to her. What I'm hopeless about is, because she's ill-informed, and making, and putting dumb stuff out there, and people are susceptible. I mean, right now, 70% of black Americans are not vaccinated. Mm. They're the least vaccinated population in this country, Awful. in terms of percentages. Right? Sad. And I think that that was compassionate, and it's great and helping understanding. But at the same time, the same administration, the same people are demonizing oh. other people when they're anti vax because they're also wrong, right? And so, my hopelessness is, why do we not show compassion to people that we disagree with on both? Because here's the thing, I am pro vaxx as fuck. But I think and I think it's really dangerous to people are getting vax, it's dangerous of Nikki and it's dangerous of all the other like people that, you know, wanted to vote out Gavin Newsom, you know? And <laughs> so where is I guess my hope is is where is the where does the tribalism stop? Where does the compassion start? And why do I feel like it's only going to be given to some people and not others? Like if you're a famous rapper, you'll get it. And if not, you're going
0: to get destroyed. Um, I think it's basically two separate things. I think that white house and the country are under immense, immense pressure to get this under control as fast as possible and not let our own citizens destroy it. And so some of the, the things that are being put in place, to me are just necessary because what's the alternative? Like, the U.S. crumbles. We already saw it almost crumble. And Biden's been so adamant to get this under control, which I commend him for. And at some point, you just have to lay down the law a bit so that our society doesn't crumble because of this. The economy doesn't crumble. Deaths don't hit new highs. I mean, like. One, what is it? One in every 500 Americans have died from this thing. So you've got to, at some point, put your foot down and really lay down the law. So I think that's one aside. The second thing is, just like Biden has the biggest platform in the world, Nicki Minaj has a big platform to, if he can change her point of view, which I bet he will, then she'll tweet out, go get the vax, and how many people will listen to that as part of his overarching theme of we have to all get this under control. So I just think there's two separate things going on. He's almost using her probably as sort of a puppet. Like, all right, here's here's someone I'm going to use to, she put out misinformation. Now I'm going to use her to put out correct information so I can influence some of her 22 million followers. That's a lot of people. So I think it's a great move on both sides. You got to do both. You got to do everything possible to stop the war. And in this case, the war is an internal war of us against ourselves in the United States, which is nuts. It shouldn't be that way.
1: And I agree. I agree. I love the move. And I love that. The fact that she wasn't kicked off of Twitter. I love the fact that she didn't have all of her shit taken down and she wasn't canceled for it. But I just don't understand why everyone else has to face the opposite treatment and why it took until now for someone to get invited to the white house and why nobody else has gotten that invite like why tucker carlson or whoever like why is there he has got a huge audience and a huge following but why there's demonization of some and i can like i can answer that of others
0: um there are people who are political viruses actually like a tucker carlson they're just these kind of evil viruses and he wouldn't go to the white house and he wouldn't get he wouldn't change his view. If anything, he'd come back with more negativity and more bad stuff.
1: But do you know that? Do you know that? I'm
0: pretty sure. Because how do we know Nicki Minaj is going to change her view? We don't know, but I think there's a far better chance of her seeing the reality. She's not a talk. She's not a talk like a fake news pundit. She that's not her but, job. Tucker Carlson's job she's... is to shock. Jock is to is to uh, shock. Just be a. Be an instigator really being a problem instigator that's what, all he does he's a he's a the lowest of low life people and I mean
1: but you got two people spreading like you got a Joe Rogan let's say who's like not he's apolitical he's just like whatever why why are why do you only invite some people why do you only show the compassion and try and understand and build bridges with one person and demonize the other when you don't know how they're gonna act? what what is so hard about having a half hour meeting? with those other two. Like, why the would you president like, of the United uh, States? You got to
0: pick and choose your, your people. And I talk to you, why
1: not even invite them at the same time when they all have big audiences, they all have infl- audiences that are easily influenced, right? They all have a big platform. Why is it that okay to say, Hey, listen, we're only going to invite one person. We're not going to, because if they're trying to solve this COVID thing, is it, it starts to question, is it more political? that they don't want to invite their quote-unquote political enemies and try and build those bridges and they say, like, that's what I don't get. That's what is the the inconsistency because as someone that just wants every single person to get fucking vaccinated, like, you have a better chance of, like, catching flies with honey and you have a better chance if you say, hey, listen, we had actually a great meeting at the White House. We actually met with them and you know what? Well, we had to agree everything. This is, I think it was a great step and this is a great way to build bridges, President. This is like, you know, and I think this is the first, you know, you talked about bridging this 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 country together, breaking you know cl- you know shortening the divide. That's a great way to do it. But why are we not seeing that? Why are we only seeing censorship and demonization? And like that's the thing. Like, why are we picking and choosing when you could have all three?
0: I just think they're different beings. It's like saying. Uh...
1: So should there be no should there be no attempts to try and instead of censorship of the of the misinformation to try and get these people. Because when, when you censor stuff, when you take things away, it only makes what you're taking away, it only gives it more power. And that's why the anti-vaccine has gotten so big, is because of all the stuff we've taken away. It's like, oh, they don't want us to know. It's this crazy conspiracy theory because when things are removed, look, why, why are they being removed? It gives it more attention. So why not build bridges and, and bring these influential people in and just educate them and just compassionately show them, listen, man, this isn't a political thing. We want you with us. But I think it remains a political thing when you demonize some and invite others, and that to me is what what I feel it was about because like now you're saying like, cause even what I'm hearing is just like, no, we don't want it. We don't even want their support. We don't even want them to convert the people cause they're just bad. Oh, I think versus like, Hey, this okay. is,
0: I think we do want it. I think it's one of those things where pick your battles because I could see that going. I, I mean, look what you're saying in, in the, in this beautiful world we live in with all sorts of, Flowers and daffodils. Daffodils are a flower. So that was like flowers with daffodils. But, you know, all this beauty in the world and stuff, and like this, just everything being great. Sure, that sounds great. That sounds wonderful to invite everyone and have everyone be educated, and then everyone can change their minds, and then it'll be beautiful, and it'll just be a everyone will hold hands at the end and sing "Kumbaya" Joe Rogan and Joe Biden and Tucker Carlson and Nicki Minaj in a "Kumbaya" campfire circle. Sure, wonderful. I just think it's let's sure like let's give it a go, and then and then we can make a reality show about what actually happens. And I think what it would do. I think it would do something you love and cause a lot more chaos. So, if if that's what you're after, I think that would work. I am pessimistic about what the outcome could be of that. And I could see someone like a Tucker Carlson using it to further uh further flame the divide.
1: But well, I mean, you I th- can't
0: know until you try. So, if you want to if you say let's try, then here we'll get we'll have Joe Biden on the next episode and we will Talk to him about trying to get this to happen.
1: I mean, what they're doing with half the country is not working. And the fact that, you know, we were promised like reconciliation and trying to like be a president for all people. And the fact that only some people are getting invited and the rest are, you know, being shut out and demonized. It just it reinforces my belief that all politicians are just vile scum that are just make false promises and, you know, and pick sides and pander don't actually do anything. So it's sad but it's it's just i don't have any hope from that that it's it's you know nikki's invited which is great but the other ones are not let's and see that, maybe me,
0: the maybe they will i mean yeah or i yeah. bet i bet you if uh if tucker carlson would do it joe biden would probably go on his stupid show and talk about it he could do that
1: i mean yeah he's the president he's a pre- that would be huge imagine what that would do for the country but i don't think like, tucker don't carlson tucker would do tucker it carlson, but we don't know. Cause he wasn't, you know, like we just don't, we, like I said, he never got the invite, never got the invite. And so then that is no opportunity to know. And at the fact that Joe Biden didn't extend the invite to him, but he extended to Nikki that's showing he's picking sides.
0: I don't see it that way, but I guess we'll let the listeners, uh, Chime in. Let, yeah. let us know what you it's think. Like if,
1: you, if you want if you want to stop this, if you want to stop this virus for all of Americans, you have to find ways to convince all Americans not punish all Americans. Which I
0: think is and right now because of Trumpism and because of what he did. I think it's impossible because the dude's not even in office. I anymore, know, but it's, the it's, people it's get president whatever president. whatever newsletter or whatever thing he sends out, they get it. And the people that his little cronies like Larry Elder and all these other the Tucker Carlson stuff, they're just going to no matter what hate everything joe biden does no matter but what
1: imagine but imagine but um, we don't know imagine if tucker carlson came out and was like actually i had a great meeting and this is great imagine if that happened It'd be great we'll
0: never know it would be great it
1: will never know we'll never know we because might the white house maybe is still, maybe is he'll try own... or
0: maybe they have tried and it won't happen maybe he's tried it's yeah well fuck them all but, um, <laughs> well curious what everyone thinks rowan and i have a disagreement here <laughs> And so yep. the only way to solve a disagreement is to move on to should we move on? Because we have uh, we've had a, we've covered a lot already. So should we do you think oh, we yeah. should move on to Hope and 60? Hope 60 seconds. Mike Pence, former vice president Mike Pence, Michael Pence. is gearing up for a 2024 presidential run. And that makes me feel hopeless. Give me hope, Rohit.
1: Eric, there's no fucking chance that guy wins. Nobody even likes him. They, The people that like stormed the Capitol, they wanted to like. They had nooses hanging for him. Nobody on the left likes him. The dude is going to get 1% of the vote. <laughs> I think that's the most hopeful thing you could ever, ever imagine.
0: Okay, so you think he will just get... I just don't want to see his face anymore. He looks like a weird, distorted penis.
1: He looks like a sex
0: robot. He does. That no one buys. He's like the one that's still on yeah. the wall after the clearance yeah. sale.
1: Yeah, the old one, you know, for the for the <laughs> the, the living, you know, the elder living communities. The, the one who can't wow. go
0: into a room with women because he will be too tempting and they will want him too much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh. I, I hope you feel hope on. I that. do. I and, do. He'll get crushed.
1: Yeah. Dude has no chance um, and he'll and he'll just fracture that party great. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Um, all right. Now for mine um, So Mayor Lori Lightfoot of Chicago has announced a new measure for the city to hold gang members accountable she's gonna sue them and <laughs> <laughs> She's if a gang member kills somebody She's going to find them up to $10,000. And so <laughs> since she's been mayor, the rate of homicides has climbed 50% under her watch. And she has just been like literally making all the wrong decisions. But now her next decision is that, listen, listen, we're not going to enforce the police as much,
0: but we're going to sue gang members. Um, Hope. The hope is that's hilarious. Like they, <laughs> I just like, all right, triple homicide for this guy for a member of MS 13. So, uh, yeah. So you are going to be going to trial for $10,000 that you owe the city. Well,
1: 30,000. Cause that's three miles. It's $30,000.
0: And also you might also end up in jail for the rest of your life or on death row. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> like, like what the hell? Like, also these ga- the gang members like so do you think that the illegal money that they are making and that's hidden in the rest of the gang is going to all of a sudden appear or do you think they'll say I don't have any money <laughs> It's like <"Duh." laughs> and then she has to go f- like I mean that is just yes that is so funny yes. to me
1: Yeah let's 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 talk to um You know, the Chicago Crips uh, legal counsel, Um, their general counsel that they have a retainer. This
0: is this is straight up a Chappelle show skit from back in the day. Like, it's so funny.
1: I mean, Chicago, like year in, year out, has the dumbest mayor's. Like historic and the most ever. corrupt, so. the
0: most corrupt mayors oh, yeah. too in their history. That city has just been corrupt. So this is it is to it me. Is this special. is this is awesome. Like Lori Lightfoot right now is my hero. <laughs> she is hilarious. Yeah. She is. Norm Macdonald was really funny. Lori Lightfoot is even funnier right now.
1: Okay, fine. Cope for pure comedy. Yes, I
0: love it. She is. I mean, yeah. what a con like. Talk about a genius, Lori Lightfoot. We're gonna, you know what? What's next? Is she gonna, is she gonna sue the homeless for ten thousand dollars for being homeless? <laughs> like, hey, ho- hey, homeless man on the street who only has a tent, you're being sued for ten thousand dollars for being homeless. Like, we're going to trial. So now we will finish the show. You know what? We'll just do a. We'll go right to a hope fulfilled. We'll save the uh, the submission for next week. Yes. Uh the Hope Fulfilled. Have you heard about this new cruise ship? Uh no. Okay. Have you been on a cruise before?
1: Um I've been on in between uh uh Stockholm And Helsinki, I've been on an overnight uh, Viking booze cruise um, (laughs) that was like just a big party boat like 15 years ago, but no, no other cruise, not an actual cruise.
0: Okay, well, maybe this is the time to do the first one. I've been on a few cruises. They're usually pretty fun. Then they were kind of the start of coronavirus where it was like the people were stuck on cruises and it got a bad rap, but now they're coming back. Yeah, They are coming back, these cruises. And check out, so the world's biggest cruise ship just got announced that next year it'll be launching. Can I just tell you, cause this gave me a lot of hope. Like I want to go on this cruise. It sounds awesome. And it just, it just feels like, okay, we've come full circle. The pandemic will end because this cruise will set sail. And can I just tell you what's on this cruise? Please do. It has the tallest. If you said no, I would have still said it by the way. If you, it is the, has the tallest slide at sea, a brand new neighborhood and a 10, deck zipline it has multiple neighborhoods it has one neighborhood that's called central park with plants and flowers and then there's wonder playscape with an interactive interactive open air play area there's also a flow surf simulator two rock climbing walls the zipline there's there's also a family suite that sleeps 10 people with an in suite cinema and a slide in the suite that takes you from the second floor down to the first floor. I mean, this thing sounds so badass. If everything else in your life sucks, but you just read this article about this slide, it's gonna be called The Wonders of the Seas, I don't know how you don't feel hope in life. It just sounds so cool. look
1: at the pictures. Yeah. This is pure insanity. I mean first thing, they need to make a video game that takes place on this ship. Yeah. And it's like some crazy thing that's happening.
0: <coughs> it's like a but, city. Man.
1: Yeah, it, I I hear that, you know, it's like cruises can be like just like disease fest, but I'm like whatever. Um, no, get take maybe, f- maybe
0: sacrifice th- the diseases for this cruise. Yeah, maybe maybe that'll
1: be my first cruise. Um it's, looks insane and ridiculous, and maybe I'd be into
0: it. Right? 10 <laughs> neighborhoods? <laughs> It's like the New York City of cruises. But you're on a cruise. Yeah, yeah I'm into it.
1: That's insane. It's a floating city. It's
0: a floating city. Unbelievable. Great
1: for a zombie apocalypse.
0: Great for a zombie apocalypse. Great for any of th- I mean, I'm excited for this. So that gives me hope, which wraps up the show. We have covered it all. We've disagreed. We've agreed. Things have been existential. Uh, R.I.P. Norm MacDonald, the... I think probably the best comedian of my lifetime. And... Yeah, till next week. This has been like a wild and crazy episode sixty. What do you think, Rohit?
1: I I think this is a perfect way to ring in the big six zero. Um, but until next week, keep sending uh you know us your love letters and your death threats. But also <laughs> rate us five stars yeah. in whatever platform and leave and leave and leave a comment. Um, and yeah, we. You know, maybe Aaron and I will read some of the good comments in the future. I think that's, that's a good one.
0: Yeah, let's, oh, we will. We will read them to you, and you will get to listen maybe to yourself. Love it. Love it.
1: And until next time, stay hopeful.
0: Yeah. And stay classy, too. When
1: the world seems golden
0: bleak and you just can't take it anymore. Here it comes, that glimmer of hope. A light shines through the door. Merit and Roe get woke It's a hopeless show Merit and Roe get